Welcome to another show, Sexy Dudes and Dudettes. It's Fans of the Weiss with your hosts, Durf and, oh, that's my line, Dylan. No, sorry, my bad. Forgot how that went earlier. Um, Durf and Dylan, that's how, okay, yep, those are our names. Um, Yeah, this is episode 16 of Fans of the Weiss, everybody's favorite Seahawks and Bills podcast. We just closed out week 15, and boy, are we, we're closing up on this season rapidly. Holy cow. Why are they going to end so quick? It's like week one and two get here, and you're like, oh, man, we have a whole season to look forward to. Oh, my gosh, right. it's only the first week. And then, like, week 16 gets here, 17, you're just like, oh, my God. It goes so fast. So fast. Right. And especially for teams like the Seahawks, it will be over in a mere three weeks. (laughs) Bills fans have something a little bit more to look forward to after they clinched a playoff spot this past Saturday. Seahawks fans are currently on the outside looking in. I don't think they're going to get in. The bouncers kind of got them. You know, the the bouncer put them in the back of the line. Like you, you just you know you can look, but get the fuck away from me. Uh, Yeah, that's kind (laughs) of. It's kind of how that's looking right now. Um, All right. I kind of wanted to start out the show real quick to go over some Pro Bowl rosters because those are dropping like literally as we speak. I'm getting tweets um, from people about the Pro Bowl rosters being dropped. So, you know, just real quick, we'll start off with that. I think that'd be a fun thing to do. Uh, If we take a quick look at the NFC side of things, we'll look. I haven't even looked through this yet. I've only seen pretty much the quarterbacks and running backs. I have not seen anyone else. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious if there's other Seahawks in here. Um, There is one Seahawk. Geno Smith is going to be a Pro Bowl quarterback. I think that's that's rightful. You know, I I feel like he's deserved that, right? Yeah. I mean, he's had a pretty good season. Uh, it's slowed down here in the past quarter, obviously. But I just I feel like uh, for N- the NFC is a pretty weak conference, as we've discussed many times on this show. Uh, Dak Prescott didn't make – I'm just looking through the NFC right now. Like, the 49ers haven't had enough healthy quarterbacks to even go. Uh, the Rams, absolutely not. Kyler Murray, no. Tom Brady, no. The Saints, nobody. Nobody from the Panthers. Nobody from the Falcons. Kirk Cousins made it. Aaron Rodgers has been very underwhelming. Jared Goff, maybe. Man. I don't, like, maybe? Yeah. I don't know if he's been better than I'm Gino. Sur- I'm surprised Rodgers and Brady didn't, just, didn't get the pop of the popularity contest in this. I feel like no amount of popularity would have pushed Brady into there. But maybe Rodgers I could have saw. <clears throat> maybe. Right. Well, I don't think Green Bay Packers fans know how to vote. I don't think they know how the system works. Um, they don't. I don't think they get the internet up there in the tundra, so uh, they, no, they didn't. They weren't able to vote. Yeah, they're still on dial-up. It's too slow to keep up with the voting process. Uh, Justin Fields is another option, I guess. I mean, he's only been playing well for maybe like the past half of the season. Here, he started out very poorly. Right. 
Uh, Taylor Heineke, no. Daniel Jones and then Dak Prescott, no. So, I mean, I guess out of the NFC, those are probably your three best quarterbacks in the NFC. So, I, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, and then you got Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, and Miles Sanders are your running backs. And Kyle Juszczyk is the fullback. T- Tony Pollard getting in and not Zeke, is is that's it's correct, but it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I just sit here and laugh about it because, like, even, you know, Jerry Jones is still like, nope, Zeke's our guy, when you damn well know that you have a much better <laughs> running back behind Zeke right now that you're only paying, like, an mm-hmm. eighth of what you're paying Zeke. And they're going to – and he's not right. going to let Zeke go. It's it, <laughs> And all you have to do is look at the Pro Bowl roster, and that tells you all you need to know. Uh, for the receivers, we have Justin Jefferson, obviously, A.J. Brown, yes, C.D. Lamb. Okay, I guess so. Uh, and Terry McLaurin. Okay, I feel I feel like with CD and Terry, that might be popularity kicking in. I'm not sure. Probably most likely, yeah. I, I think CD's been having a pretty good season. I don't know about Mr. McLaurin. I don't know about that. Um, for the tight ends, it's very slim picking, so you're pretty much going to get the same guys every single year, which we do, which is George Kittle and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Offensive tackles, Trent Williams, Lane Johnson, Tristan Wirfs, that's all fine with me. Zach Martin, Landon Dickerson, and Chris Lindstrom, sure, fine, whatever. Centers, Jason Kelsey, obviously. Frank Ragnow of the Lions. On defense, you got Nick Bosa, Brian Burns, and Demarcus Lawrence, all fine with that. Aaron Donald is your interior with Jonathan Allen and Allen and Dexter Lawrence. I think De- didn't Dexter Lawrence just get hurt this past week? I, maybe not. I don't know. I think I must think I was thinking of someone else. Oh, I'm thinking of Quentin Williams, I think. Um, your linebackers oh, yeah. are going to be Micah Parsons, Zadarius Smith, and Hassan Reddick. I was looking for, um, well, yeah, Fred Warner and Demario Davis are your inside linebackers. So we don't have a Bobby Wagner this year. No Bobby Wagner. That's upset. That's a little upsetting. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, maybe if you stay with Seattle, he'd be here. Darius Slay, Trayvon Diggs, Tariq Woolen. And Jair Alexander will be our will be our corners. Um, yeah, that's great to see Tariq in there. Good for him. He officially made it. Very happy to see that. He did. Um, I very much disagree with this. Quandre Diggs, Seattle Seahawks, is going to be our free safety. There, there's got to be better free safeties out there. Quandre Diggs has been ass this year. Like he has been like- complete booty cheeks. They couldn't have uh, picked like Patrick Peterson, Patrick Peterson, or Tyron Matthew. Yeah, they got Buddha Baker and Hufanga uh, from Forty Niners as your strong safeties. Yeah, there, there, there had to be better options at free safety. That's awful. Quandre Diggs does not deserve to be there. Coming from a Seahawks fan, Quandre Diggs does not deserve to be the Pro Bowl free safety. <laughs> um, sorry, bud. That's that's gonna be my opinion there. Sorry, bud. Um. <laughs> The punter is going to be Tress Way from Washington. Jason Myers from the Seahawks will be the kicker, so that's fun. We got three Seahawks, or four. We got four Seahawks yeah. in the Pro Bowl. That's fun. Cavante uh, Turpin will be the return specialist, and the special teamer will be Jeremy Reeves. I guess we just get one special teamer. Okay. That's sure. all you need. It's <laughs> like so just have one guy out there on kickoffs. <laughs> like, what? Okay, sure. Um, so we got four Seahawks. That's fun. 
You're probably going to have to keep count for me as we read the AFC Pro Bowl rosters of how many Bills we All see. Right. Uh, quarterbacks, we obviously are going to have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. So there's one. Yep. And do they list this, you think, in order of votes? You think Patrick I Mahomes? I think so. Because Patrick is the starter. Oh, he's denoted as the starter. Yeah, I just saw that. So, yeah. So Patrick Mahomes is still getting one step up on Josh Allen, even in the Pro Bowl. Hey, who cares about the Pro Bowl when it's Super Bowl that matters? Right, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. One of them probably won't even be playing in this game, most likely. Hopefully it's Josh Allen. But, yeah. You know, not, not to be a I dick. So. You, never, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Uh, running backs, we got Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and Derrick Henry. That's pretty obvious. Patrick Ricard is the fullback from the Ravens. Uh, we got some more AFC rivalry stuff here with wide receivers. You got Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs will be the two starters with Devontae Adams and Jamar Chase also being there. You, you okay with that? Or would you rather see Gabe I, I Davis like in there? A little Isaiah McKenzie maybe? No. No. No, no. Diggs is clearly <laughs> Diggs is Diggs is him. He's clearly wide receiver one yeah. on that Bills team. So that's fair. He's well well deserved. Uh, we have tight ends, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. I feel like that's strictly popularity. I think there have been better tight ends out there than Mark Andrews this season, which I think oh, is sure. just a systematic issue. There is a big passing problem in Baltimore, and it used to just affect the wide receivers. Now this season, I think it's affecting him as well. So I'm sure mm-hmm. there's better tight ends out there, at least based off of this season, but it's Mark Andrews, so you kind of just put him in there. Whatever. Right. Um, you have Laramie Tunsil, Teron Armstead, and Orlando Brown as your tackles. Uh, Joel Betonio, Betonio from the Browns, uh, and Quentin Nelson and Joe Thune as your guards. Centers, you got Creed Humphrey and Mitch Morris from the Bills. So that's that's we're up to three. Yeah. Up to three. Mitch Morris, okay. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, we have Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, and Trey Hendrickson as the defensive ends. I have no issues with any of that, except I think Trey Hendrickson just got hurt this past week, so that might muddy the waters. Um, Interior lineman Chris Jones, Quentin Williams, who is definitely hurt. That's who I was thinking of before. And Jeffrey Simmons Mm -hmm. will be your inside lineman. Outside linebackers Matthew Judon, Khalil Mack, TJ Watt. I got no problems with that. Uh, middle linebackers Roquan Smith and CJ Mosley. Wow, no, no Matt Milano, huh? Oh, that's oh, just disappointed there, but yeah. understandably. But you know, Matt Milano doesn't jump over the line and scrimmage on fourth down. Hey, <laughs> before the ball's even snapped, <laughs> that's very true. Very true. Uh, we have Sauce Gardner as the lead corner. That's God, Sauce Gardner is so cringe. But he's like cringe in the opposite direction of Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson's cringe because he's like team first, we have blah, blah, blah. Sauce Gardner right. is cringe because he's literally going on Twitter, like yelling at Jets fans, saying, you're not voting for me enough. I'm not even the lead Pro Bowl corner right now. Vote for me. <laughs> That's like, that is cringe right. as fuck. Like, <laughs> oh, oh. he's not even that good. I'll say it. He's not even that good. He gets away with more pass interference calls than anyone in the league, and it gets passed off as good coverage. 
Yikes. Right. Um, but we do have Pat Sertan in here from the Broncos with Marlon Humphrey and Xavier Howard. Free safety, Minka Fitzpatrick. Hmm. I don't know. I, I haven't been following the Steelers that closely. I don't know what kind of season he's been having. He's a good safety. I just don't know if it's been this year. Um, interesting. And then we got the strong safeties are Derwin James and Jordan Jordan Poyer of the Bills. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have your long snapper, Morgan Cox. Tommy Townsend of the Chiefs is the punter. Justin Tucker is the kicker. Devin Duvernay, return specialist. Justin Hardy, special teamer. So the Bills got four pro bowlers, huh? They also got four, yeah. So we both have four. Very yeah, that, interesting. Good turnout. Could be uh could be more that get nominated. But hopefully not. Because that'll mean the that'll mean the Bills are in the Super Bowl, so are are you up are you is there anyone missing you think? Anyone that you're like, oh man, how the heck is this person not in there? Besides Matt Milano, I mean, since we covered, we kind of covered Matt. Besides <laughs> Matt Milano, I wish I could have, wish I would have saw maybe Russo. Okay, yeah. Um, I think he he stepped up a lot. I, in it, the last I think with weeks, the like edge the, defenders, that's the problem though. Like he had some stout competition at the edge though. Right. Uh, he. Oh, now, oh, it changed it up. Oh, God, what is this format? I don't want to read all of this. Ew. What? <laughs> Before it was just a list. <laughs> now it's like giving me like a, a breakdown of everyone. No, no, thanks. I'm not reading through that. No, I liked it before. Go back. I hit the rewind button. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like Matthew <laughs> Judon, um, yeah. TJ Watt. I mean, that's some, that's some tough competition there. But I would agree, though. He's He has turned out very nicely, especially since Vaughn went down. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say anything for the Seahawks. I think, I think we're lucky to have four people in there. Uh, I mean, if if Charles Cross or Abe Lucas would have stuck in there, I thought that would have been cool. But uh, outside right. of that, DK Tyler, no. Uh, pretty much no one on defense. Everyone on defense. Maybe Uchenna Nuosu. Maybe he could have snuck in as a pass rusher. He's had a pretty gosh darn good year. Yeah. But I think the fact that he's been on a defense that's generally pretty underwhelming hurt his chances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Duh. you don't want Cody Barton on there? Oh my gosh, Cody Barton. What an <laughs> what an absolute disappointment Cody Barton didn't make it on the Pro Bowl roster. I don't know how that happened. I'm gonna go protest in the streets. Um <laughs> teams without a pro bowler. Let's see here. We have uh the Bears and Jaguars. Is it, there was like, there was two tweets here. Hold on. I'll make sure I get it. Oh no, that was just pro. So teams without a pro bowler is the bears and the Jaguars. I, you know, uh, they got, a, they got some tough competition there at wide receiver, but I mean like DJ shark and Christian mm-hmm. Kirk, both of them had pretty good years. They, they, I'm, I'm thinking they were probably right there on the edge. Um, yeah, but the bears, Justin Fields was probably your only chance of getting a pro bowler in there. And yeah, that's about well, it. Well, yeah, because they let they let Roquan Smith go and um, the other guy that went to the Eagles, I think. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about the injury, but he hasn't even played a lot. I think he got hurt. 
He's like, yeah, he has not played a lot. I know what you're talking about though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the teams with the most Pro Bowlers is the Eagles at eight, Cowboys at seven, and Chiefs at seven. So there you go. There All is right. your Pro Bowl roster breakdown. Thought we'd start with that just because I was I was more curious than anything. I just wanted to read through it. Um, <laughs> and I think Tua. Did lead all players in fan voting, but he didn't make the initial Pro Bowl roster. I thought the whole entire thing was just fan voting. How do you not make the roster if you're the number one person? Hmm. That's weird. Oh, I don't know. Fan voting is one third. Players get the other third and uh, coaches get the other third. So players and coaches did not think Tua deserved to be there. That's hilarious. The fans are like, "Oh my that god, is. he's so good!" And <laughs> wow, <laughs> he he wobbles around so good when he's concussed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's probably what the coaches are looking at. Like, how about we just not play him in an extra game this year? How's that sound? <laughs> right. <laughs> Although it's flag football, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, maybe right. he just is taking extra time, some extra time to rest. <laughs> all righty. So if we're all set with Pro Bowl stuff, I think we're ready to dive into Week 15. What do you say? Yeah, definitely. Do do you want to start with the Bills? I feel like I've done a lot of talking. I could use a break. All right. Um, I will give you a disclaimer. The Bills did beat the Dolphins. Did they not? Um, They did. The unfortunate part is I only saw very bits and pieces of this game. Why is that? Because I was at work. Oh, yeah, the old Saturday and Saturday game kind of Saturday, screwed you over. Saturday, yeah, so I, I, you know, working Saturday Saturday afternoon, evening, um, I I walked into a absolute disaster at work. Ooh. Um, so long story short, the software we use for transportation um went down nationwide nationwide so yeah this the company that the software that we use they they had an outage and it was nationwide so i was planning all of the driver's work i was handing out drivers trip by trip they were calling me every what seems like five minutes and uh just giving them what was next so it was a a very busy night to say the least um I was probably I was there till like one thirty in the morning, trying to make sure the person who was relieving me was good to go. What a nice guy! And make sure they they understood what I was doing, um, because the system was starting to come back up before, or it was coming up like shortly after I left. So, um, yeah, it was just a mess of a night. I didn't get to watch this game at all. I saw bits and pieces. Um, I'd be like doing something and I hear, oh, touchdown. And then I look up and I didn't see a touchdown. And then I tried to watch the three, then the phone would ring. And then, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so, um, it has just been an absolute busy week for me already. And I just, I know the Bills won. I know they didn't play great. They, you know, the Dolphins could have, could have beat the Bill. They could have won the game. Bills did what they had to do when the snow started falling and got the win you know when it counted so um so yeah 
but kind of we'll get some of my my toughs to watch here and other points, and uh, we'll uh, get them on. So, uh, first matchup I would look to watch was the Bills' pass rush ability to disrupt Tua. Um, I think other than the Waddle touchdown, I think they did disrupt, disrupt him a little bit um, from what I could hear and what I could see. Um, it wasn't it wasn't as much as I probably would have liked from from what I saw. Um you know, definitely cold. I think had more of a factor to the Dolphins than I think the Bills did to the Dolphins, but there was some disruption there. You had two sacks, so at least at yeah. least you touched him a few times. That's a positive, right? So that was that. Uh, second point here was the Bills getting to a more balanced attack on offense. Uh, they need to get to more of a run game on the first and second downs to keep the offense defense honest. Um, that's funny. Because I don't think that happened at all, really. No. And if they did, it seems like anytime I heard them and that they were running the ball, it was only up a gain of like two to three yards. It was... Uh, the run game was not Bill's best friend, it seemed like, on Saturday at all. Like, they just couldn't get anything done. <laughs> Uh, Josh Allen did his, did you know, did his thing, right? And was turned out to be, you know, AFC Offensive Player of the Week, which uh, okay. I mean, he threw twenty-five of forty for three hundred four yards and four touchdowns, along with his ten yeah. carries for seventy-seven yards, and one of them was the forty-four yarder that pretty much, uh, I don't didn't seal the game, set up that like uh, game. Tying touchdown drive, I believe, is near the end of the game. So yeah, the game. I'm assuming the game tired to was it, uh, Dawson. I think it was the tied touchdown. Yeah. So so very clutch moments for yeah. Josh in this game. Yes, when the run game can't do it, Josh does it himself. It seems like a synopsis yeah. of like their whole season. <laughs> I mean. Patrick Mahomes takes, takes it upon himself to get the job done. So, true. I mean, he throws the ball, but Josh can use his legs. So, I think they're very similar. Uh, let's see. Third point here was how much can the Bill secondary slow Waddle and Hill? I think outside of a, maybe one or two big plays, obviously the Waddle touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, the secondary was, I would say, doing a decent job. Uh, I think, you know, I could guess here and say Trey White probably had one of his better games, still getting up to speed. Uh, I did not see who he was playing across from. Um, was it was it Dane Jackson or Kyrie Elam? Uh, I know they're trying to get Elam back in the game flow, but more not sure why they pulled him out of it necessarily, but... Um, I think other than DeMar Hamlin letting Jalen Waddle burn him uh, over the over the middle, they uh they made Miami fight for it for the part. Yeah, I mean Jalen Waddle only had three catches on seven targets, but it was for 114 yards because his catches were big chunk yards. Like all three right. of those catches were big big catches. Um, and then Tyreek Hill had nine catches on 13 targets, but only had 69 yards. Mm. Very much like a possession reception kind of game for Tyreek. Like no 
if he did catch the ball, it was an immediate tackle. There was someone always right there on him. Usually it was Trey White. Right. So mm-hmm. I do agree. Trey White was he was standing on his head in this game. He was he he was amazing in his more complete game back. Right. So. Yeah, so those my that was my points to uh, points to watch main much main points to watch. Uh, the other point here uh, was looking to see how much the protective snowfall would affect the game plans. Um, you know, they when I looked at it last week, they were only seeing two to four inches. Turned into about a foot and a half of snow. Um, so the Bills' operations were ever used for their parking lots and. You know the field ground or field maintenance people. Um, they had a busy Saturday because the snow fell from Thursday night through Friday, and you know I was actually in Buffalo the day after the game, and I was in New Stadium, um, and they definitely got a lot of snow down there. Uh, snow, snow didn't really fall during the game until the end, like the midway through the last quarter. Is when it seemed like it started to fall pretty heavily. Um, obviously, it was when, when the like effect band moved south on me, you know, on on the stadium, and uh, you know that's when I think the Bills started to somehow get a spark. It seemed like when they decided to tie the game back up and take that get the snow win. gave them superpowers, dude. That's what I. Powers. That's like the. That's what I said. Uniforms too. And that's what I said. Like during the game, as soon as the snow started falling, falling, things changed. Mm -hmm. Like you could see the shift in momentum with the snow. It was kind of weird, right? Like (laughs) I don't know if like listening to it was the same, but when the snow started falling, like you Mm -hmm. just saw the Bills making the plays and the Dolphins weren't. Like it was just it was so weird to watch because it it was like magic. The snow falls and we're just like football, right. and they start like really playing now. It's like it was crazy. Uh, yeah. So, um, obviously, there was tons of snow in the stadium. Where, like which in caused the stands? For, in the stands, and people who had a few adult beverages, <laughs> many people who had adult beverages or just wanted to have fun, were throwing snowballs onto the field, and it only cost the Bills fifteen yards. Which ironically, that actually couldn't have been a thing because it would have, it would, would have been a made-up rule, um, according to NFL officiating, that there is nothing for the attendee attendees of the game to get penalized a team for their actions. So, yeah, if they would have actually tried penalizing somebody, I, I don't right. I don't know. What, I, I feel like that was just a threat. Like they were really never ever going to throw a flag. Oh, I'm sure. If anything, if there was people are going to continue throwing snowballs then you know security's out and about and they would have just been forced to remove people which i'm sure they did possibly maybe i don't know I didn't oh hear, i'm sure they did i didn't hear reports of like how many people got forced out or anything but there's no way they were actually going to throw a flag zero percent chance right if if they were the moment they were going to throw a flag if they were going to was after josh's 44 yard run because he got pushed mm-hmm. out of bounds and then which ensued like this giant fight right by the stands, right. and there were snowballs oh, yeah. hitting everyone because <laughs> the pl- all the players yeah. are fighting, refs are trying to break it up, and they're everyone's just getting pelted uh-huh. with snowballs. The mm-hmm. fact that they did not throw a flag in that moment was just like that. I mean, you're not going to throw a flag. Just stop. Stop pretending right. like you were ever going to do that. Yeah. 
So, like, what was yeah, your thoughts on the is. snowballs? Like, did you think that was like a bad thing for like the fans to do? Like, were you like completely against them throwing snowballs? Wasn't great. I think you know, do it once or twice, and then oh, okay, we've had our fun. Let's be done with it. And uh, I feel like when there's like hit, hitting innocent cameramen or camera people, and yeah. like it's just like why the one guy in the camera like, up in the thing got like hit right. In the yeah, <laughs> like you know, if you can, if you don't have a good aim, don't throw a snowball. Um. What was ironic was people were complaining on social media about why didn't the Bills clean out the seats better? They could have done it on, you know, Thursday or Friday. Well, you dummies, the snow didn't stop until Saturday morning. Right. Like, the field is a priority. <laughs> right. They actually did a, they did a really good job with the field. So The field was great. Like, come game time, it looked like it didn't even snow on the field. It was great. Right. It was a fantastic job. But, yeah. you know, you, you can't expect there to be like a foot of snow in the stands and they're just going to go up there like, Oh yeah, let's just get rid of this. Like, do you know how big stadiums are people? Like that's not just something that's like, Oh, let's go through a couple shovels and take care of it real quick. Like what? No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. Um, Wish I could have been there, but you know, Bill's got the win. So that's all that matters. That's all that matters. It's very true. All righty. Um, we don't have to spend too much time on the Seahawks game because it all pretty much boils down to maybe the Seahawks' worst defensive game of the season. And I mean that in, with everybody, even Tariq Woolen, because that second busted coverage uh, touchdown by George Kittle was Tariq Woolen's assignment. And he tried to be very aggressive, and he saw a man going across the field. He was crossing. He tried to jump it. Faked him out. George Kittle was left wide open behind him, and it resulted in that second touchdown. Um, <laughs> so ev- everyone played bad. The entire defense, there was zero pass rush the entire night. Um, nobody was run defending. To be fair, we're down three interior linemen at this point. One's on IR now. Shelby Harris wasn't yeah. playing, and um, Monet's the one who went down on IR. And we also lost somebody else that went in there in relief. So we went down. It was just like everyone was screwed. So we couldn't stop the run, obviously. Zero pass rush. Couldn't cover a goddamn soul. Defense was atrocious. The fact that this game ended 21-13. to 13, Right. I, I watched a football game where it should have been 50-13. to 13. And the fact yeah. that it only ended up 21-13 to 13 is kind of weird in my eyes. I don't know how they only, how they only scored 21 points. In the way they scored those 20 point, 21 points, like Christian McCaffrey's rushing touchdown and then like two completely blown coverages. Um, mm-hmm. Like it was, just, it was, it was quite, it was, it was embarrassing on defense. This is one of some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. And then on the offensive side of the ball, no run game whatsoever. I think that was one of my points here. Like my second point was we got Ken Walker back. And I wanted the offensive line of tight ends to open up some lanes. And it's, it's a tough challenge against the 49ers. They have, like, one of the best linebacking crews and like, the, just front seven in all of football. He had 12 carries for 47 yards. Just awful. Just got awful. Um, on the other side of the ball, you know, defense couldn't stop anyone. 26 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown for Christian McCaffrey. All around, It was a bad day of football. And it was the same. It was, like, the same thing that happened the first time we faced the Niners. And now the Niners are better than they were in week two. 
we got smoked in both of those games. So this is not shocking news. There was people all over social media and like on Twitter who were taking Seahawks money line, Seahawks plus three. What do you people, what do you, what do you think you're seeing? <laughs> like all these gambling people I follow, like, oh yeah, it's a Seahawks kind of night. No, it's not. You're going to be down bad if you're really putting money on the Seahawks tonight. So, I mean, the score doesn't reflect how badly they did get beat, but uh, in my eyes, it was right. still one of the worst games of the season. Uh, the third point, more offensively, was I wanted to see Geno stay aggressive, but like less aggressive, you know, be smart with the football. He didn't have right. an interception, or f- he did get strip sacked one time, uh, but I think they recovered that fumble. The only turnover was um, Travis Homer's fumble that he got. He got fucking. He got smoked, and he fumbled the ball. So he didn't turn a ball over, but again, it's just like he's not being smart. He's he's given up on mm-hmm. being a smart quarterback. I don't know why, because that was like his huge thing that like Seahawks fans loved about him in the first half of the season. He's not right. taking stupid sacks. He's being smart with the ball. He's being accurate. And he just forgot how to do that down the stretch. He's throwing weird passes. Some of them are getting picked off. He's like trying to be like prime Russell Wilson, where he's like spinning in the pocket trying to avoid sacks, like Geno. You're like a 31-year-old dude now. Throw the damn ball away. And that's it, it's it's put the Seahawks in a lot of bad spots in the past couple games, and it's why they are on like a five-game losing streak right now. So it's unfortunate, but, you know, this might be making the decision easier for the Seahawks in the offseason of what they want to do at the quarterback position. I'll, I'll give you I'll right. give them that. Um, yeah, my other point, the playoff race ends here and the Niners win the division. Yep, that absolutely happened. And my favorite bet did not hit. The train has has stopped. Geno Smith over one and a half passing touchdowns. This is the first time this season he's thrown one passing touchdown in a game. It was either two or more or zero. In this game, he threw yeah. one. First time this season. Very disappointing. Oh, um, it's not. It's not shocking, but you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So it just uh, the Seahawks sit at seven to seven outside the playoff picture. Um, they're gonna need a miracle pretty much to get in at this point. I think. Like they, I feel like they have to win out if they're gonna want a chance because they're basically fighting with the right. Lions and they're tailing the Commanders right now, who have a game and a half on them. So it, it seems unlikely. It, it does sound a little unlikely, unfortunately, but I think that's what you expected this year from the Seahawks. I think oh, it yeah. was uh, a little bit of hope, and then you knew that you were going to get let down, not gently, but you know, just dropped off a off a, off a cliff and uh, hope for the best. Um, it makes me wonder if Gino's not as smart as he seems on the field. Because defenses are now adjusting to his play style, and he's not seeing things like he used to on the field. I mean, it's and likely no one's watched Geno Smith play football in like seven years, so I mean that's very likely, right? So maybe it's this is maybe this is maybe this is the same Geno Smith we've had the entire season, but now defenses have figured him out. And the Seahawks have gone through their share of injuries. Um, the right. defense has been bad, and it's messed with offensive game plans because they're playing from behind constantly. 
it, the whole thing's falling apart. If they gave Gino another year, if they franchise tag him or like Gino gives them some weird deal where it's like a two year deal but relatively cheap, like I'm not uh-huh. gonna say no to that. Gino has played right. pretty well. And I think if the defense was an absolute trash, we would be in a playoff spot. That's I really I believe that. Yeah. Um but I don't want I don't want this team to think that Geno Smith is gonna be the guy that's gonna win a Super Bowl with us. Like if we rebuild the rest no. of the team, draft all defensive players, spend a bunch mm-hmm. of money on defense and get this fixed, I yep. still don't th- I don't trust Geno to get me to the end. That's I I I, just, I need someone else back there ready to come in. Like I need the future to be behind mm-hmm. him because yeah, I don't think he is. Just age wise, right. even. Um, yeah. So as as uh, depressing as all of that was, let's go ahead and look into a week sixteen where we actually have some pretty fun matchups coming. I'm I'm excited to see how week sixteen goes. So let's start with the Bills heading to a very cold. Chicago Bears at stadium. Yes. The Bills are nine point favorites against the Chicago Bears. Um, and they will be playing at Soldier Field, which leads me to my first matchup to watch here is the frigid weather conditions that they're going me, to be expecting. Uh, the temperature is currently forecasted to be nine degrees at game time, Ooh. but with the wind still still continuing to subside subside during the day. Um, the field temperature is actually going to be minus 15. <laughs> so that field is going to feel like concrete because bad. of how cold it is. So that is definitely player safety for sure. Um, not the first time we've had this, this cold of a game in Chicago. So it will be a very, very cold game for sure. Um, you know, one thing you'll probably hear about, I can almost guarantee you the one thing you're going to hear in this broadcast is they're, they're going to talk about how there isn't water on the sidelines. There is chicken broth or vegetable broth on the <laughs> sidelines because of how, how cold it is. Yes. And they're going to say how it stays warmer and doesn't freeze on can the sidelines. Can I bet on this in FanDuel? <laughs> Like uh, how many times, like over under broth? Yeah, mentioning of broth or like hot water or something like that. A hundred percent. So, yeah, that's gonna be uh, you know, it's gonna hurt to tackle people, but you know, we pay these guys millions of dollars to do so. Get her done. Embrace the suck. Yep. Uh, let's see. Second here. Um, after the close win, getting grinding it out, getting it done when it mattered, um, the Bills over the Dolphins last week. Um, it's really looking to see had the Bills figured out how to be a dominating offense again. Um, you know, the Bills started out the season dominating over the the Rams and the Titans, and granted, look at those teams now and be like, hmm, kind of makes sense. Wins than we thought. <laughs> Um, you know, I thought the grinding of the game last week, you know, getting then going down and then, you know, getting the time touchdown, then, you know, being able to, you know, stop the Dolphins when it mattered and get the down the field and get the kickoff, um, to, you know, take the win, 
you know, at the end of the game. You know, it, it's really just these are just dress rehearsals basically for the Bills for the playoffs. Like this is the Bills getting these teams, um, getting these teams close, and you know, not fault not faltering like what I think you know what you know many I think Bills Mafia is scarred with um, years of them playing a team close, going up. And going and then trailing late in the game, and then not being able to get the job done, and the Bills have been able to do that for the most part this year. There's been a couple games where this hasn't worked out. That's why they had three losses. Um, but I think this time of year, being able to overcome those close games, is what is going to help them kick off their playoff run. I would say for the most part. Um, so I, uh, you know, hopefully the Bills can win. Like I would take like a 35 to seven kind of game would be kind of nice. I'd also take a, uh, 14, 10 win or, uh, you know, a 21 to 10 win. Um, I think 21 to 10 would be good. I would take that because it gives them 11 points, gives them a two touchdown. It's a two score possession. You know, it's kind of like they 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 scored enough points to get ahead, and the Brown and the Bears just you know weren't doing anything, and the Bills were able to kind of pinch down and uh, really shut the the Bears' offense down. So I would uh that'd be like what I would like to see, but I feel like we haven't seen it in a while. Um, obviously the Patriots game, they you know had a pretty good clamp on the Patriots there, but it seems like every other game lately has been closer mm-hmm. it's gonna be tough i mean the i mean the the gosh darn bears just they, they made a pretty close game there with just the eagles you know the 13 and one eagles they made that a game so i mean this right. is a bears team that you can't just expect to oh yeah let's go in there and drop 50 on them it's like oh or like right. you know let's just clamp them down it, it's gonna be tougher than i think a lot of people it, it will uh, be tough does make me, you know, I think with the game against the Eagles being so close, it does make me wonder how the Eagles are doing, though, at the time. We've definitely seen the Eagles stumble here and there, especially against right. lesser opponents. I mean, they only beat the Colts 17-16 uh-huh. a couple weeks ago there. They lost to the commander. They, they lost, well, I mean, those. it's always those damn NFC, West, <laughs> NFC East divisional games. Yeah. Anything can happen in those games, literally anything. Right. It's it's always been like that. I mean, the Eagles could have been sixteen and zero, and they still could have lost to the Giants. I mean, that, I mean that that's just how. Maybe not the Giants. They kind of pooped on them twice. So we'll just stick with the Commanders. Like, yeah, the Commanders. Anything can happen in those games. It's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, my last point here, my matchups to watch is: Can this Bills defense stop the Bears' run game, including containers and fields? Uh, I think that's going to be very important for the Bills this weekend because Justin Fields is they you know they have plays designed for Fields to just run the ball, similar to Josh Allen. Is Justin Fields as good as Josh Allen? No. Um, and I I I don't know if it's just from what I'm remembering. Am I missing something? But the Bills have really actually played pretty well against very mobile quarterbacks lately. I'd have to look into that because I'm not sure. I mean, they played well against Lamar, but you know, or like week four, right? 
I mean, that was one of your bigger challenges when you faced Lamar Jackson. They handled him pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, they, I, think, I believe they handled Patrick Mahomes pretty well. He's not as yeah. mobile as some others, but I mean, he's still, right. he can be a problem. Um, I'd have to go back yeah. and look at the numbers, though. That's a good question. I guess we'll see after this weekend, you know. We'll we'll revisit that question on uh next week when we report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh my other point here, going back to the weather conditions, the last time the Bills played in conditions like this, um, that were forecast this weekend, they were actually playing the Patriots in last year's playoffs game uh on wild card weekend. And we all know how that game played out. It played out so well. It was so good. It was such a good game. It was magnificent. <laughs> had to had to deal with some brutal conditions, but it was a it was a good game. Mm-hmm. And favorite bet here is a Josh Allen anytime touchdown at a nice one thirty five. That's a that's a good bet. That's a good bet. I like that. Yeah. I'll probably I'll probably tail that come Saturday. I like that. It is Saturday, right? Is it right. on Saturday? It is a Saturday because this weekend is Christmas. Yay! How fun! I believe both these games are on Christmas Eve, and we only have like a we have the worst three game slate on Christmas. I think maybe ever. <laughs> like what? I think the, so too. Like someone did say to me, like you know, at the beginning of the season, this might have been like a good lineup, which is fair. Uh-huh. I think two out of three of them, if things panned out how they were, you know, originally thought they would have. Um, these might have been good games. The Buccaneers and Cardinals, right. I don't think ever would have been a good game. That was a bad decision. I I don't. That one's gonna be so bad. Yeah, that's bad. Um, we have like the... we're getting Trace McSorley for the Cardinals. Oh, for yeah, for the Cardinals. Yeah, that's right because they just they already ruled out Colt. Yep. So this is just gonna be. I mean, I'm sure Bucks fans will be fine with it. They'll celebrate their kissed Christmas with the Buccaneers defense pooping on Trace McSorley. I'm... <laughs> I'm sure they'll have a blast. I mean, I'm not saying Trace McSorley is terrible. He's not good, though. But he's not great. Uh, our, our other two games are the Packers or the Dolphins, which... I'm looking forward to that one. Are you? Are you looking forward to Aaron Rodgers because, getting his butt kicked on Christmas? Well, he might. He might. Wait a minute. Is this like a hot take you got here? I don't know. I think the Packers could win this one. Really? They're going to Miami. True. And playing in the nice warm weather. There's a possibility there. You know, the Dolphins could be stumbling a little bit. Okay. The Dolphins have lost the last three games. That's true. Something's not going right. Mike McDaniel might be getting antsy to try and change something up. Okay. I'll remember this. I probably okay. won't remember this, but I'll try to remember this. Because I'm that, probably completely wrong, but it just feels like an option. Yeah, and I get it. And the Packers are two and five away, and the Dolphins are five and one at home this season. So I mean, I guess it's not impossible. We'll see. We'll see. The Dolphins. I mean, the Packers got to win out to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, we can't they, have, they. We can't. We can't have Aaron Rodgers last season as a Packer, not make the playoffs. We absolutely can. I will be. I would be I mean, fine. We, we can. <laughs> yeah, we and, can. And the rest of the country will probably be fine. But yeah. Like the Packers are gonna be playing extra hard this weekend. Is what I'm saying. I get. It. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's you know that's fair. I'll. Okay. I accept that as a possible reality. 
But to your point, Sunday's games are pretty much garbage. Yeah, depending on how that one goes. And then we have the Broncos at the Rams. That one is that that one we're gonna call uh, nap time and dessert. Yep. If you have like if you have an open presence yet, or like someone's coming over, like make sure if if, if you got yeah. family coming over for dinner, do it during the four. Like have them show up at like four, and then like you can watch yep. the end of the Packers Dolphins game, and then like you can eat yep. dinner and open presents for like the next you know three and a half hours. Even the Buccaneers yeah. and Cardinals game, shit, just have them all night. You're fine. Like it, this slate <laughs> sucks. Like, I guess, like, maybe they did this on purpose. Like, hey, guys, stop watching football. Go spend time with your damn families. That's what that's what this slate says to me. This is the NFL telling us, go spend time with your family on Christmas. That's what they're doing. The crazy thing is I don't know other games you'd put on Christmas Day. What do we got? Eagles and Cowboys. Like, I put Eagles-Cowboys on Christmas. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Like, damn. That would have been so much that is better. true. Put the Commanders like, put and Niners. Four, put that at 4 o'clock. The Commanders and Niners, I'd rather see. It, it might not Bengals, be great, Patriots. but which one? Bengals and Patriots. Uh, oh. Let Joe Burrow give Cincinnati a beautiful Christmas present. Yeah, okay. Of a shellacking against the Patriots. All right, so let's find a replacement for all of these. I want Eagles, Cowboys in the eight o'clock slot. Eagles, Cowboys okay. at eight twenty. That. That would work. It's NFC East. So uh, it's we'll, we'll do Bengals Patriots at the one o'clock slot. Because like that, that could turn into a shellacking, and I don't want that at four. I'll do that as the first game. That's fine. Right. Um, we need a four o'clock game. I mean, I I would not hate to see the Bills and Bears. I think that'd be fun at least. You have two mobile that could quarterbacks. Be fun at four. I, I think it would be fun. Um that would be. I don't know if Commanders Niners would be good at four. I mean, it's at four o'clock on Saturday, but like four yeah. o'clock on Sunday with like everyone watching. I I, I feel like Maybe. I'm leaning towards 49ers Commanders, but my like like one A would be Commanders and 49ers, and one B would be Bears and Bills. I was gonna say or Raiders Steelers at four o'clock instead of eight o'clock Saturday night. I don't want to see the Steelers. On Christmas, <laughs> I, I I don't. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like I don't care about the time slots on these. I want the best matchups. <laughs> okay. Like I don't want I don't want to see the steal. I, I, I if the Raiders were playing like almost literally anyone else, I'd be like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Like the Raiders are kind of fun. I don't want to watch the Steelers on Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this <laughs> Christmas slate sucks. <laughs> is generally where we're getting at here. And then Monday Night Football, yeah. Chargers and the Colts. Yay, we get to watch the goddamn Colts again. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> good job, everybody. We didn't do it. Uh, real quick here, <laughs> let's wrap up this show with some uh, Seahawks at the Chiefs business. Uh, the Chiefs are 10-point favorites currently. Um, this, 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 this could be an interesting game, you know? The, the Chiefs mm-hmm. just got done going and playing the Texans, and they had to go to OT against them. The, the Chiefs' defense has had some problems as of late. Like the Chiefs' defense is nowhere near where it should be, but that's mainly because they spent all their money on their offensive line, which still isn't even that top tier. It's a good offensive line that's gotten better as the season's gone on, which we expected So, because they're like all mm-hmm. new players for the team. But both of these defenses are very leaky, which is my first matchup point here. I, I think... 
this game could potentially come down to which defense is going to make less mistakes in the fourth quarter. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know in the Buccaneers-Bengals game, like, the Buccaneers were in charge. But then they turned the ball over four times in the third quarter. Like, which defense yeah. is going to do that for their team in the Chiefs and Seahawks game? Like, which mm-hmm. defenses can go out there and make and get, like, a turnover or two and turn the tides in their favor? Because I think this could be a close game early on, and then it's just going to be a matter of who's going to, who's going to, which defense is going to suck less. Because I think right. both of them are garbage, but uh, they got to be opportunistic down the down the stretch. Um, which I'll get to, that that heavily leans into the bet I'm taking for this game. I'm taking over forty nine and a half points easily. I think that's free money. I think this line should be like in the fifties. I think this should be closer, like fifty four and a half. So as long as the line stays All out right. of the fifties, I'll take it. Um. Let's see here. The second point I had was uh, the the offensive line has been trending in the wrong direction down the stretch as well. That includes our off our, our rookie tackles in Abe Lucas and Charles Cross. I'm gonna need to see a lot of the issues come from the interior. Phil Haynes is the one of the worst centers in the league currently, graded by PFF. And then they have like mm-hmm. this weird rotation of Damian Lewis and um, the other asshole who sucks at football. Like the interior of the offensive line has been absolutely atrocious. I I just want Geno to be able to. I want a, a classic Geno game from like between mm. weeks like four and eight. You know, I want to see him just drop back and dish passes. I don't want him to have to run for his life because that's what he's had to do these past couple of weeks, and it's obviously resulting in losses. I just want to see Geno be a little bit more comfortable back there, and that obviously starts with the pass rush. Uh, in the offensive line doing its job. And then the third matchup here is actually something I think no one's talking about right now. It's the battle of the rookie running backs. Like we've already go. we've already said that both defenses kind of suck right now. I mean, obviously mm. the Seahawks defense, especially their run game, is the worst uh, of the two here. So Ken Walker's probably going to have to work a little bit harder than Isaiah Pacheco, if that's how you say his Pacheco. name. Pacheco. That sounds more right. I like yeah. that. So I, I kind of want to see Jarek McKinnon. Jeremy, Jarek McKinnon has a very prominent role in this offense. Obviously, he scored like three weeks straight now. But I want right. to see a lot of Isaiah versus Kenneth Walker. Like, which rookie running mm-hmm. back is going to have the big run if one of them gets a big run that's going to, like, help their team win? Like who's going who's gonna to make the big move? I think that's a fun little matchup to watch in my eyes. There's a couple of rookie running backs, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. My other point here was the teams team. I saw this on Twitter. I thought this was kind of bizarre. Teams are three and ten after beating the Texans the following week. So if you beat the Texans, you're three and ten. So is it going to be four and ten or three and eleven after this week? That's it's kind of weird. Like, is it like a is it a what's the factor in that? I mean. I don't think most of the Texans games have gone as close and as bizarre, I think, as the the Texans Chiefs game last week. Yeah. Like that could have been that could have also been the Cowboys game week before. Right, right. exactly. Um you know, Cowboys got it done, you know, ninety eight yard drive to win the game. Uh Chiefs had a seven the Chiefs and Texans had to go use overtime 
and then it was on a you know giant McKinnon play for the touchdown that you know mm-hmm. gave the Chiefs the win. But like the Texans were really you know laying it out there to to get the win. So they've definitely I, found some definitely... like weird motivation these past two weeks in Houston. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> like because they maybe it's just the teams they've played. Like the Battle of Texas when they play the Cowboys, and then like they're playing the Chiefs, which is obviously like a pretty big deal. You get to play the Chiefs, right? So I mean, I don't know. It just it seems kind of weird, like the way the Texans are playing right now, because up before mm-hmm. the before those two weeks, they lost to the Browns twenty seven fourteen. They got shellacked by the Dolphins thirty fifteen. Commanders twenty three ten. Giants twenty four sixteen. Eagles twenty nine seventeen. Titans was a little bit closer at 17-10, Raiders 38 to 20, and that go and then their only win of the season was Jaguars 13 to 6. And then they got shellacked the 3 weeks previous to that and then they tied the Colts in week 1. I mean, they've been a bad team all year. So, up until oh, yeah. like these they, last they two the games. Pick. Yeah, oh, they got right. that. They got they got that locked in hard. <laughs> Hardcore locked in. Oh, so, uh sure. Yeah. Um I think I think the Seahawks lose a close game against the Chiefs, I think. I, I If I had to take a second bet, if I wanted to parlay the over 49.5 points, uh-huh. I would probably take the Seahawks plus 10. I, I kind of feel like they can keep this close if they can keep Geno clean. Right. Because, like I said, the I Chiefs mean, defense is not that great, and the, the offensive has shown the ability to score points on bad defenses. So I, I right. think they can keep it close. I mean, two weeks ago, the Chiefs had a twenty-seven nothing lead on the Broncos, and let them come back without without question. So, yep. Chiefs definitely have an issue on their defensive side, but no one in the national media is going to say that. Oh no, they I they think, wanted yeah. to. They definitely won't keep that on the down low. Yep, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Can't. Because you saw it all over social media, like, oh, my God, the Chiefs are up 27 nothing." But then, like, the media went silent as the Broncos slowly cut uh-huh. back into the game. Like, oh, we're not seeing much about the Chiefs anymore on social media. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, and then, oh, the very last thing here to bring up is we had 12 teams in the Durf and Dillon's League of D-Gens. The other 10 will not be in the finals. The fans nope. of the Weiss, Durf and Dillon's D-Gen League, the final will be against Durf and Dillon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, obvi- uh, obviously, this was not on purpose, but um, <laughs> here we are. Here we are. I mean, you lost one game, so you're you're like the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm the Eagles because I'm also beat up heading into the next game. Like Jalen Hurts is beat up, right? Who's actually my quarterback? <laughs> beat up. Um, I don't know who I beat because I ended the season zero and three, and finished yeah. eight and five. That's so, impressive. Uh, I turned it around pretty good there. It's how you finish, not how you start. I exactly. took down uh, the defended. I took down the defending champ. Yep. Last week, so. Uh, the actual defending champ, and that's actually the name that he used actually, for our league. Team, yeah. <laughs> Very cocky of him. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, down to the finals for us. Here we are. And then in my other league, I'm in the semifinals. 
Um, but I have to go up against uh, I have to go against Eric, who already oh shellacked boy. me once this year. Oh boy! Yeah, so uh, I'm not expecting to win this game and go to the finals, but you know, any anything can happen. So anything could happen. I guess I'll just see. I'll just have to sit by and see what happens. I would love to take him down, but it's mm-hmm. it's a tall task. It's going to be a tall ask of oh, my team. Oh, sure. And plus, my like my team is not suited this week to beat him. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to take a quick peek just because, like, uh, well, <laughs> I I don't have Lamar Jackson still. He's not he's not pending to play. I got David Montgomery, which seems like a good a good matchup, but like Justin Fields could just take off, and also Khalil Herbert is coming back off of IR for this game as well, so yeah. that'll sh- uh, he's got to share carries this week. Uh, Ken uh-huh. Walker, Ken Walker could get me some good points. We have J- Jamar Chase. Unfor- if Jamar, I would feel better about this if Jamar Chase was at home, but unfortunately he has to go to New England. He does not play as well on the road. Like the, the right. Joe Burrow-Jamar Chase connection at home is unstoppable. On the road, mm-hmm. uh, we have DeAndre Hopkins, which is like a complete shit show right now. He's going to have Trace McSorley throwing to him. And then I got, yeah. I got Deontay Johnson, which he's actually been playing, playing pretty well lately. Um, so we'll see, see how that goes. I have no one on my bench. I have no options. So that's literally all I have. <laughs> so, um, oh, I, I might post something to Twitter about our matchup, Durf and Dylan in the finals here of the Durf and Dylan fantasy football league and see if who you guys think will win. Um, mm-hmm. and then we'll make our decision. I get it'll be on the show regardless because we don't have to bring anyone else on to make the decision for the loser. Right. <laughs> like we're already here. <laughs> um, the loser was Shane, the horny gnome himself. Uh, he is the loser. Yeah. So uh, he will be, um, he'll be punished. I have a couple of ideas. I, I, we'll, we'll talk about it, but I'm going to need you to bring your top three punishment ideas to the show next week. Okay. And then I'll bring my top three, and we'll see if some of them line up maybe. And then maybe I'll reach out to Shane and see if he wants to join us on the show and he can accept his punishment live. Uh, well, <laughs> on the recording. <laughs> on the recording, yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get that put together. It'll be a fun week next week. But for this week, this was the final uh, final say here for episode 16 of Fans of Luis from your hosts, Durf and Dylan. Go Hawks. Go Bills.